Titan's Journal. The Titan's Journal. Adapted from the best-selling book, The Titan, a business parable with time travel. Written by Steve Werner with Rick Butts. Narrated by Rob Conlon for Westport Studios. Produced and distributed by Podcast Town. Too late. There was no longer any use in hurrying. By the time he battled through the ferocious traffic snarl, the 9 a.m. meeting for which he was already late would be over. The fate of the business he'd poured his life into for more than a year would be decided by two fools. Jack eased his foot from the gas pedal. The speedometer floated down to five miles over the speed limit, the acceptable risk. The black SUV under his command relaxed, but slowing down his vehicle did nothing to slow down his racing thoughts. For the last 30 minutes, he'd been keeping up with the progress of the meeting via SMS messages from his assistant, who was at the conference table in their office clashing swords with the cocky attorney and the government tool who would rule on their business. Jack glanced down to check the latest update. He never saw the traffic light turn from green to amber, or the rusty gray truck that blew through the intersection, slamming his SUV T-bone style and bulldozing him through the old cement bridge railing into the Chicago River. Cold water filled up the SUV much faster and louder than it did in the movies. By the time Jack shook off the impact of the wreck and lifted his head from the steering wheel, he had only seconds to escape. He gave the handle a pull, but the driver door would not budge, and the windows, fried by the water, would not roll down. He tore at his seatbelt as the water crawled up his neck to his lips. He stretched his chin away from the water and began to understand that he was actually going to drown. Suddenly, he felt hands grabbing him hard on his arms, scraping his neck, wrenching him upwards and out of the window of the SUV. He kicked his legs, swimming instinctively, until he broke the surface of the water. His body was being towed with his neck inside the elbow of a muscular forearm. He spat water and gasped for breath in the chop of the river. When they arrived on the muddy bank, the man who'd brought him there laid Jack face down where he threw up the rest of the water and began breathing again. Well, thank God I didn't have to give you mouth to mouth, his rescuer said through panting attempts to catch his own breath from the heroic swim. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man, panted Jack. You saved my life, you know? Yes, I know, the man agreed. I didn't nearly come after you. Suicide is a sin, you know. Suicide? I didn't try to kill myself. Somebody hit my vehicle and I crashed into the river. You pulled me from my SUV, you know, said Jack. Mister, I don't know what the heck an SUV is, but nobody hit you. I watched you drive right off that bridge there, and I pulled my truck over and jumped in after you. The man pointed upward, and Jack's eyes followed his finger towards the sky. What he saw made his jaw drop with amazement. The concrete shape of the bridge looked the same, but everything else was different. Gone were the chrome and glass skyscrapers of the Chicago skyline. They were replaced 
by a Chicago he'd only seen before in black and white photographs. Oh, it looks like the 30s, said Jack, shaking his head and rubbing his eyes. It's 1947, said the man. <laughs>